From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. We welcome you into Teal the Podcast, the Gardner Minshew 2.0. Can we say 2.0 or is that trademarked by some former Jaguar? I think we can say it, Cole. We can say it. 2.0. Here we go. Here we go. Gardner Minshew back in as the starting quarterback. Mark, it had to happen. It did have to happen. Uh, Nick Foles, uh, no bueno in that first half. Three turnovers. Um, when he didn't turn it over, uh, literally they, uh, for three series in a row, three and outs, and literally went backwards. Lost your yard. Lost yeah. yardage. Um, listen, it's unfortunate. I, I was completely wrong. I thought Nick Foles would come in and be the spark. Um, provide provide some consistency in the passing game, stand in the pocket, make the reads, be accurate, some big throws, moving it down the field. I completely got that wrong. He has been, uh, he just has not been that. Enter Gardner Minshew. Um, wow, it's just it's 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 shocking, Cole, how bad this has gone for Nick Foles. Somebody recently called it the worst free agent signing in Jaguars history. I don't think the ledger has been completely tabulated as of yet. But boy, right now, you start thinking about the bad signings through the years. You know, Hugh Douglas and Drayton Florence and Jerry Porter. And I mean, this suddenly makes Bryce Pop look like a bargain. (laughs) Well, I I don't think you can make that determination, determination until... Nick Foles is no longer a Jaguar. I think you and I would both agree that Nick Foles, in all likelihood, is going to be on the roster, in all likelihood, as a backup quarterback. Uh, If something should happen and the starter gets injured, whoever that starter is, Nick Foles potentially could get another opportunity. It happens all the time. So the story is still being written on Nick Foles. But as of right now, it looks like a colossal mistake. But uh, I don't think we can go down that road saying he's the worst free agent signing until his tenure here is over. Uh, I'd like to think that he'll get another chance, and when he does get that chance, uh, he'll be the quarterback that we all hoped he would be. I might be overly optimistic on this one, but let's wait until he's not wearing a Jaguar jersey to make that determination. There's something wrong with him. I can tell you that. And I don't mean as a person. I just mean as a quarterback. Right now, there's something wrong. And whether it's a hesitancy impacted by the collarbone not being all the way back or something else, ever since that that second drive in Indianapolis, the first two drives, he looked pretty good. The first drive didn't result in anything. Second drive, a touchdown. Since then, I mean, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. He looks like a completely different guy, and he's not comfortable in the pocket. He's shying away from contact. He's not taking care of the football. His uh, pocket awareness doesn't seem to be where it needs to be. It's a real head-scratcher. It is a head-scratcher, and I think if Nick Foles was being completely honest with you, I think he would tell you that uh, he is very aware of the lack of ability uh, in the five guys blocking for him. Uh, I can speak from experience. I knew when I had bad offensive line. I knew when I wasn't going to get protected like I needed to be. And if you're not careful, that can overwhelm you to the point where you're thinking more about that than you are thinking about what you need to accomplish. 
getting the ball out, being accurate, all that stuff that I mentioned before. He looks like a quarterback that knows he's going to get hit and is not comfortable right now um, getting hit. You use the word uh, uh, uncomfortable. He is not comfortable. He is not confident. He does not have the ability to escape and move and navigate the pocket, which is surprising to me because I've seen it before watching his tape. I've seen it you know, in previous years where he's been really good in the pocket. There's always going to be some pressure, but he looks like a quarterback that is expecting pressure, and I think it's, I think it's rattled him a little bit, Cole. All right, so Doug Marone says for the foreseeable future, Gardner Minshew is going to be the quarterback for this team. It's not the it's not a one man fix for this oh offense. Oh the offensive line has been brutally bad. Um, th- at least three fifths of the offensive line would have gotten an F grade for me in the game on Sunday against Tampa Bay. Both tackles in the left guard. Um, you can't win if your offensive line isn't winning. We know that. Gardner Minshew's ability to escape does and improvise does give you a little bit of a chance to maybe make some plays, although we'll see what happens against the Chargers coming in uh, with, with their pass rushers. Not something you want to see in this situation. But what do you expect from Gardner Minshew here the last four games? What do you want to see, and what's a reasonable expectation for him? We'll talk about the you know the future here in a moment, but for the for the present, for the now, what are you expecting out of Gardner? Well. First of all, I, I, you and I would both agree, I hope we would all agree, those listening to this, that Gardner Minshew, one of the reasons he's in there is because of his mobility. Um, and Doug mentioned it um, after the game. Um, putting Gardner in gave them a chance because the offensive line was getting killed. Nick Foles, if he stayed in there, would not have made it out of that game alive. So you had to go with a guy that can escape. And I think we're going to see basically what we've seen from Gardner Minshew uh, up to this point. He's going to have some really good plays. He's going to buy some time and make some plays, and it's going to be fun and, and exciting. But Cole, he's, he's, he's going to make some mistakes. I mean, people forget, um, fans forget, that the last time he had some um, meaningful reps uh, before yesterday uh, was against the Texans. Those last four series, there were four turnovers. We forget that real quick. He's still a rookie. He's learning. Uh, he's going to do some really good things. He's going to make mistakes, and hopefully those good things outweigh the bad mistakes. The chances are, uh, if he continues being what he has been, because the Chargers are a bad team, uh, Gardner beat the bad teams. He lost to the good teams. So he's probably going to win the football game against the Chargers. That's that's my guess, right? going to be interesting to see how it plays out because you're talking about a time of the year where the playoffs are no longer the thing. So... In some regard, it might let the Jaguars cut loose a little bit. Play, you know, not every position lends itself to this, but it, you know, there have been times where you'd say the quarterback, "Hey, just take care of the ball to make the smart play." Now you might say, "Hey, go out there and try to make some plays. See how it, see how it works." I think with Gardner, though, I, I think he's too young to really know the difference. Mm. I think he's going to play uh, aggressively. He probably going to take some chances because he doesn't know any better. Um, Sometimes you have to work through those mistakes to really learn from them. And I think Gardner probably already has learned a lot of what not to do. Um, I think he'll, he's going to play hard. He's going to play tough. Um, hopefully, um, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, we just want him to win, you know? And if you turn the ball over, you're not going to win. Uh, I think going forward, he has to be very careful with the ball. 
I think John DeFilippo has to do a very good job of making sure that on the pass plays, the ball comes out quick. It's got to come out quick. And then when Gardner does try to buy some time, he has to make sure he secures the ball, that he doesn't do anything carelessly um, because uh, they've seen tape on him. He will fumble. Uh, he'll make mistakes in the passing game. Uh, but he'll be real dynamic and, and, and get outside the pocket and do some really cool, fun things. Um, but we'll see. It's going to be more of the same for Gardner Minshew. In all the years you started, either high school, college, pro, did you ever get booed at home? Oh, absolutely. Uh, more so, I, I, I got booed in Jacksonville kind of towards the end. I think we were playing the Ravens. I had a couple picks and I got booed. Um, and then I really got booed in, in uh, FedEx Field with the Redskins. Like 90,000 people booing. So I, I've experienced that, and it's a horrible feeling. It is the worst feeling. Um, people might have been booing the offense or the team. Uh, that's what I like to tell myself. But <laughs> you know what? They were really just booing me. I was playing really poorly. It, it's just it's a bad feeling. You play long enough. Nick would tell you this. You play long enough, you're going to go through it. It's part of the gig. You never want it to happen. Uh, but it it does happen. Yeah, and by the way, if you're going to get booed, three turnovers and three three-and-outs, kind of a reasonable way to get booed, quite honestly. You know what? And I think Gardner made some comments after the game that he didn't appreciate that. Listen, you pay $150 a ticket or whatever it is, and you, you pay you know, $12 for a hot dog and $8 for a beer. You have every right to boo whoever you want, however, how often you want. Yeah, it's professional it's football. It's professional football. The fans deserve a better product, um, and they haven't gotten it. So, listen, no, nobody likes it, but uh, to get after fans about booing and, and being upset, you can't fault them for that. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, all right, let's talk about the future now and what that future looks like for the Jaguars at the quarterback position. Nick Foles has such a big salary cap number that they can't move him. Right. The, the, the least punishing thing that could happen is that the Jaguars would trade him after June 1st. It would still count $16 million plus on the salary cap. You're still paying Blake Bortles, for crying out loud. You, you can't afford to be paying quarterbacks who aren't playing for you. So Nick Foles is going to be here next year. Again, you and I both think that Nick Foles is not quite where he needs to be, and maybe it's different after a little bit of a break and rest and healing up and so forth. We'll see what happens. But I expect there to be a quarterback competition starting with the OTAs in minicamp next year between Gardner Minshew and Nick Foles the Jaguars are lucky in this regard that the investment they've made in the quarterback room is what it is. Whether one's a starter and one's the backup truly doesn't matter right. if they're both there. You're, what you have in that room is still the same. The danger is if Foles doesn't get better and Minshew you know, doesn't continue to improve and you don't have a quarterback, well, now you've got big problems. But if one of them, doesn't matter who it is, rises to the occasion – you're fine because you've already got that money allocated to that position. But I think there's going to be a quarterback competition coming up uh, here in uh, 2020. I'm okay with quarterback competitions in OTAs and mini camps. In training camp, I think they need to designate a starter, and this is why. If there's a quarterback competition leading up to your first regular season game, through preseason, through the training camp practices, essentially what you're doing is is that each quarterback who who 
potentially could be the starter, they split reps with the ones, the best guys. Um, I've always been a firm believer that there needs to be a starter designated at the beginning of the of training camp. So that person, whether it's Gardner or Nick, whoever it is, uh, or could be someone else. So that person can get as many reps possible with the guys that he'll be playing with against uh, or with um, when regular season starts. Um, listen, if, if, if I'm Gardner Minshew and I'm stepping into training camp, I want as much time as I can get with DJ Chark. I want as much time as I can get uh, throwing to Leonard Fournette, as much time as I can get throwing to Chris Conley, whoever. You cut that in half, you're – your ability or your potential to be real successful in the regular season uh, is diminished because you just don't have the reps. It's about reps and reps and reps. You don't want to split. So do quarterback competitions happen? Yes, sometimes it's just a facade that people talk about, but I think there needs to be a designated guy at the start of training camp. Leading up to that point, I don't care. What if that guy is outplayed by the guy behind him in training camp? Well, then you got a decision make. I mean, decision to make. I mean, that's happened before. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, Matt Flynn and, and Russell Wilson. I think those are rare occasions. Um, but can you really measure? Um, you know, if, if Nick Foles has the twos and he's in the back, he's he's being the backup. He's going up and down the field with twos against twos. How do you? evaluate that it, it it's really tough it's listen this isn't an, it isn't an easy thing i just know from my experience having gone into a training camp in a quote co- quarterback competition that was not a quarterback competition i i got half the reps so i go into the season with half the reps of these guys that you know that were trying to win and you know what it didn't go well you're talking about what happened in washington, in washington you and yeah. patrick ramsey yep uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about the Jaguars' needs. You know I don't like to talk about the draft. Oh, you're going there. We're after Thanksgiving. We can talk about the draft. Fair enough. Okay? We're doing it. We've done it before. <laughs> and we're doing it now. <laughs> let's start with the positions that the Jaguars need the most right now. Um, let me throw out a few. You say high uh, need, mid-need, low need. I was going to tell you high need on everything right now. Okay. All right. You give me De- positions. Defensive tackle. A high need. Offensive tackle. Very high need. Uh, linebacker. Extremely high need. Tight end. Even more. Is there a word more extreme than extreme? <laughs> Extremelier. Extremelier. <laughs> Listen, it, it, it's tough. Well, here's the hard part on you know on the tackle situation. Jawan Taylor's going to be here. Yeah. He just needs to get better. Cam Robinson, uh, he's doing a lot of the same things he's been doing for, for a couple years now. Um, we haven't seen a lot of improvement there. They may cut ties there. Um Obviously, I mean, all the positions are, are at the top of the top of the list. Now, let me throw out a couple others to consider here. Okay, these may sound odd, but you know, maybe this is something to consider. Defensive end. Why would you consider that? Well, it, you don't know what the future is for Ngakwe. If maybe they'll get a deal done, maybe they'll franchise him. Who knows? Yeah. Calais uh, has been. Ha- forced to play inside more, his age. Obviously, you feel good about Josh Allen. Right. I, I feel good about Unique and Josh. They're going to they're gonna sign Unique. Uh, if not, they'll franchise him. He'll be he'll be pissed off, but he'll he'll get to wear a Jaguar uniform. I don't see them keeping Calais around. This hasn't been his best football. I think he's gone backwards from last year. Um, and that being said, with his age and the number, I don't see Calais being here next year. And they don't have, again, 
doesn't mean that a new coaching staff would use the same setup. You, right. you, know, you don't. You wouldn't have a big end really to play at that position and feel comfortable with with a guy who has, has had any work. How about running back? I think a compliment to to Leonard would be great. I think Leonard has proven he is the he is the guy. He's had a very good season on the ground. Uh, he's uh, in the air too. He's had a lot of receptions. Um, I just hope he doesn't get content. I hope he doesn't, in his mind, think, you know what, I've arrived. Because I think after his first year, he felt that way to a degree. I hope his, I hope the arrow's up on him that he continues to be a professional and keeps working. But you got to have two. How about you a, have two? How about cornerback? Corner. Uh, it depends on what the next regime thinks about AJ Boye. Um, I could see his drafting if there's someone, someone special available early that that the 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 team really likes. I could see them doing it, but. That's certainly not at the top of the list. I'm putting that at maybe, you know, as far as priorities and positions, that's maybe number five, number six. Center? You know, listen, Brandon Linder, I mean, he hasn't been great. I don't think he's met expectations, Cole, but I think he's still pretty solid. He's got a big contract. The thing is, Cole, you can't get rid of everybody. Some guys have to stay. Jawan's got to stay. Brandon's probably going to stay. AJ's going to stay. Um, I don't know about the left guard. You might have to eat that. Uh, it's when you're four and eight, and it looks like you might win one more game. There's so many holes and so many questions, and then you've got that big salary cap number, but by, by the by Nick Foles there that kind of keeps you from. There's going to be money there, but kind of keeps you from being able to do everything you want. Is this as bad as it's been? It's got to be as bad as it's been. It's not the worst season by record. No, we know that. Not even, no, not even close. But as bad as last year was when they started 3-1 and one and just completely fell apart and the wheels came off and everybody was going in different directions, this year to start 4-4 four and four with everything they had to overcome and then see it slide the way it has uh, to bench your highest-paid player in the history of the franchise when he came back after an injury – I think, arguably, this is among the, certainly the handful, and maybe the worst moment in Jaguars history in terms of what's happening on the field. And who would want to inherit that? I mean, we want to go out there and, you know, if if they decide to, you know, clean slate, start over, whatever the titles are, GM, head coach, executive vice president of football, whatever. Other than a young guy that just wants to be a head coach in the NFL, is there anybody, a GM out there, that really wants to inherit this mess? Yeah, I think so. I, when you have an owner with the pocketbook that Shad Khan has. There you have it. Uh-huh. The, yes, there you have it. <laughs> There's the answer. Absolutely yes, if that person is going to get paid a lot of money. Understandable. Yes, the money is the big part of this. But also, you might have your quarterback already. We'll see. Uh, Whoever that is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying might. Might. I, I'll give you a might. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a might. I'm not I'm not sure yet. Everyone's real excited about him. The numbers, they speak for themselves. We like the grit and the toughness and the flying around. But understand, to be a successful quarterback in the NFL, okay, you, you've got to take care of the ball. To a degree, you've got to be able to operate in the pocket, all right? Of course, I say that, and you know, and what did you do again? And you know, and and, uh, (laughs) Mark Brunell for a while. Well, anyway, that's a discussion for another time. But I'll just say 
that I really like Gardner Minshew. I'm not completely sold on Gardner Minshew. I think we're looking at, at him through the lens of how bad Nick Foles is and how bad this season is, and we'll take anything to get excited about. But is he going to be the, the guy you build your franchise around for the next 10 years? I will say this. We don't know. And if you think absolutely yes, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. There's no doubt that, it, it, again, that's what I said might. But if you're a general manager, you might have that guy. And then, but if you decide it's not him and it's not Foles, well, you can get out of Foles' contract after the second year without as much salary cap hit. And then you can go out there with, you know, you've got four first round picks in the next two years. True. If you're, if I'm a GM, I love that. I love the chance to uh, maneuver with extra picks and move up, move down. The quarterback crop coming out of college is very intriguing. The next two years, this the next two drafts. You're talking about guys like Joe Burrow and Tua, uh, Trevor Lawrence next year, uh, Justin Herbert this year. Although he has his stock seems to have fallen a little bit. Um, there are a lot of very good quarterbacks that are either coming out this year or will come out next year that make it an intriguing time to be a GM, particularly if you have multiple picks where you can you can get to a spot where you can you can select somebody. I think this is an interesting place to be. Plus, if they swab the decks and you come in as a GM, you get the chance to hire the head coach. You True. get the chance and there's going to be a honeymoon period of some kind. I do think it's less in Jacksonville than it is in a lot of other cities because of the lack of success that this fan base has experienced. And as I've said before, you are more often fired by the fans than you are by the owner uh, because the owner has to react to the way that his customers are interacting you know, with the product. And, and, and what do GMs many times, and head coaches, what do they want? They want their own quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, we very well, with the first-round picks, we very well could go after one of these quarterbacks you mentioned and be our first-round pick. Maybe Gardner Minshew's the stopgap guy until that guy gets ready. I mean, there are a lot of scenarios that could happen. Um, it's an absolute mess right now. It's intriguing. There's no doubt about it. We'll see where it all goes from here. We'll take a deep breath. We'll remind you we'll be back after the uh, Jaguars play the not San Diego Chargers. And we'll have more on what happens going forward with the Jags. We'll have a little more draft talk and free agency talk as, uh, as the new year approaches as well. Thanks so much for listening to Teal the Podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And as always, you can find Teal the Podcast under the Sports tab on News4Jacks.com. For Mark Purnell, I'm Cole Pepper. Thanks for listening to Teal the Podcast. We'll talk to you next time.